Joining us on the program today, Cooper Mosley returns to uh, the broadcast booth. Cooper, good to see you again. Hey, George. Thank you. I'm glad you can see me, but they can't. Hope things are well with you and yours. And uh, it's time, Cooper, for our annual interview with Jay Earp. He's the Division 7 engineer for the State Department of Transportation. And he's got a lot of information about highway projects that are going on right now and some future projects that are going on. So, Jay, welcome back. Thanks for coming up. We appreciate it. Cooper, George, thank you for the opportunity. Look forward to talking about highways today. And uh, based out of Duncan. Mm -hmm. Our District 7 is nine counties. Uh, Duncan is our headquarters, and we go from Caddo County all the way down to Windstar and all the counties in between. And we want to talk first about last week, the State Transportation Commission approved the eight-year plan that comes out about this time every year and a lot of money expected to be spent here over the next uh, just under a decade. So the eight-year work plan is from 2024 to 2031. Uh, we try to spend all of our tax dollars on paper and uh, see what projects that we want to build in the next eight years. Uh, the Transportation Commission approved $8.8 billion worth of work. Uh, that will get us through 2020, uh, 2031. Uh, that includes about 1,740 projects uh, statewide. That's a lot. <laughs> That's doubt. a ton. And how much for District 7? Uh, District 7, our cut of the pie is about $855 million. Uh, so we hope to do close to 100 projects in, in our nine counties. And how do you go about deciding which projects? We, we go through a, a, a matrix to see. Uh, we analyze the, the traffic volumes. You know, if a, a road is increasing in traffic volume or it has a relatively high traffic volume and has not been improved in the last several years, then that makes the top of the list. The accidents. Uh, usually the accidents come with the higher volumes, uh, but every once in a while you get a, an area where you may have a hill or a curve. And it's the accidents are relatively low, but you're, uh, or the accidents are high and the volumes are low, and those will make the list due to the high accidents. Uh, another thing we're still working on are bridges. Uh, in our nine counties, we only have one structurally deficient on-system bridge that we're going to be addressing this year. Uh, and then we have several at-risk bridges. So our bridges are still a major part of our program as well. That's interesting. How do, uh, how do we get the money to go ahead and do all these projects? Well, in 2005 or 2006, the Oklahoma legislature uh, came up with the roads program. Uh, we get about $590 million, uh, in our roads program. Uh, then the rest of it are, are federal funds. Uh, the Oklahoma funds are, are really consistent, and we can depend on those for our roads. And the, the, the federal funds are not as consistent, uh, but they make up about 60-40. About 60% of our program is federal, and 40% is state. Okay. And it's all is it all fuel tax that pays uh, for uh, the for uh, The this? majority is fuel tax. There are some other... Uh, revenue streams, but uh, mostly the fuel tax. And uh, I don't know uh, how this affects uh, ODOT, but uh, of course, uh, there's been talk, Cooper, in the state legislature about with the increase in electric vehicles. vehicles yep. 
you know, how are they going to pay for their road use because they don't use gasoline and therefore they don't pay any fuel tax? 100%. That's a great question that needs to be discussed. So I'm sure they'll be working on that. I don't know if we'll have anything next year on that or not, but it's certainly a question that, that does need to be uh, hammered out here uh, fairly soon with the increase in electric vehicles. Well, uh, Jay, let's talk about some current projects. Uh, one recently completed on Highway 39. Highway 39. So uh, from the Tabler Y all the way to the Dibble Crossroads, Highway 39 has shoulders and has good geometry. So the, field, uh, the, the hills have been cut down and the valleys filled in and you have new bridges. Uh, you have about 3,000 cars a day, including trucks on that route. So that, that's getting on up there. That's a, a very busy route now. And we had to close the road to, to uh, construct Highway 39, that eastern portion. And our contractor was able to get that road open about 40 days earlier than expected. He, won, uh, he earned a bonus. And uh, we're really... Uh, proud of that road with the new shoulders, the new surfacing. Uh, it's turned out to be a good road. And who was the contractor? I know they've been doing a, quite a bit of work uh, in the area, right? That, that contractor is Silver Star Construction out of Moore. Uh, and they also are going to be the contractor on our Highway 19 project in the Ellick area that's going to start in February. Silver Star is going to have that job as well. Consistency is great seeing one contractor doing a lot of work as long as he's winning the bids. And what's the, uh, what's the dollar value of that Highway 19 project? So the Highway 19 is going to start uh, about five miles east of US 81, and it's going to extend eight miles through Ellick uh, to stopping at the Roaring Creek Bridges just on the east side of Ellick, uh, about a $42 million project, and it's going to take well over a year, a year and a half to do. Is that going to be split up into different uh, phases? Uh, it's going to uh, be split up. The, the contractor can do it all at once if he wants to, but uh, we're thinking that he will probably start on one side and then work his way toward the toward the other. And is that going to be the shoulders and the whole thing? Is that so? Yeah. That will complete that corridor just like um, in the CIP days in the early 2000s. They added shoulders right on to the east side of US 81. Uh, so it's going to, the, the shoulders will be eight foot wide. And then they're filling in the valleys and cutting down the hills to make a really nice road with a lot of passing opportunities. Cooper, that's been a project that they've been working on in this region uh, for quite a while, wow, even yeah. without the. Uh, you know, trying to get ODOT involved, but uh, just so much traffic between here and Paul's Valley mm -hmm. on there. Uh, it's going to be good to see. When you say passing uh, regions, are is it going full, straight four lane or just small uh, passing episodes? It, it, there will just be two lanes in each direction, but it'll be a lot flatter uh, area okay. where you can see. Uh, so if you're driving behind someone that's going slower than you, then you can have a dashed line there in the center lane where you, in the center line where you can pass. Okay. Uh, so no added capacity. Uh, we'll get to another project where we are adding capacity in a minute, but on that one, no added capacity, but you'll have better passing opportunities. Right now, the traffic volume on that route is over 4,000. So the one on 39 is over 3,000. Uh, Highway 19 is over 4,000. So a really busy high truck, high truck traffic route. 
Good to see uh, additional passing opportunities because uh, some people will take the risk. We talked already about uh, accidents that happened, and a lot of those happened in either no passing lanes, uh, no passing zones, or they try to just can't see uh, the oncoming traffic. One project that if we want to highlight is uh, between Minko and Pocasset. So the existing highway is a, a nice two-lane highway with shoulders. That's Highway 81. Uh, uh, highway 81. Uh, we are seeing an increase in accidents for some reason, and uh, the studies are showing that people are getting impatient behind slower drivers and then taking a chance when they shouldn't and then having accidents. So we are going to increase the capacity on that route, Highway 81. We are going to be adding lanes in each direction. It's not going to be divided, but we'll have additional lanes between Minko and Pocasset. I know there's been a concerted effort to get uh, 81 four-laned from the Oklahoma border to Texas uh, north, maybe to the the entire stretch of 81. Is that too much to ask or is that something you've been looking at or we have been looking at that the traffic volume south of duncan don't warrant it yet uh they're getting closer between comanche and duncan but as you get from duncan going north it is a four-lane divided uh we're going to be building the chickasha bypass that will add capacity around chickasha and then so the part that we're really talking about right now is from us 62 north of chickasha we're going to piecemeal the extra capacity there, the added capacity, starting with that Minko to Pocasset, uh, adding those lanes, and then oh, north of US-62 up to the airport. Uh, it's getting pretty busy, and the airport's getting busier, and we know that we need to add capacity at least that far. Uh, and then the next few eight-year work plans will be hopefully adding all of that stretch up to the, Red, uh, up to the Canadian River. And are all both those projects on 81 scheduled for this next year? They're not scheduled for this next year. Uh, one of them is in 2031. Oh, and that's way that's it, down the road. There, so yeah. they were they were recently added to the plan mm-hmm. and and under design right now. All right, so that's something to look forward to as uh, we move forward with that, uh, Cooper. All right, uh, we mentioned uh, Minko to Pocasset, and you're looking at 152 west of Minko for some upgrades there soon. You know, uh, the same thing as uh, we're, we're seeing in a lot of our area, especially the northern part of our district in Grady and, and Grady County, northern Grady County has increased traffic volumes. Highway 152 is a, a, another corridor we're seeing increases in traffic volumes and with the the increase in traffic volumes accidents so highway 152 a little town called Coger out on the uh, out way out west of Minko that from was, that was in Rain Man I guess you knew that uh, didn't you uh, the gas station yeah, that's there. right I have uh, seen that <laughs> seen that there so from Coger uh, to 81 uh, we have a couple of projects we're planning on adding shoulders to that stretch and when is that? It's 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 way out there way out in there. the in the later years of this eight year work plan. Uh, Cooper, I know you know as well as any everybody else about all the growth in the Tri City area. Oh, absolutely! And traffic is just a, a nightmare. Oh, it even it's even bad on H E Bailey trying to come back from Oklahoma City in the evenings. So I'm excited to see a lot more expansion there, so everybody can have different routes. 
So in the Tri-City area, we have Highway 4. The north-south route goes from Mustang through Tuttle and then it uh, down to Bridge Creek, and then it ties into the Norman Spur. And uh, we're seeing almost 9,000 cars a day on that stretch, which, which warrants a four-lane. So in our eight-year work plan, I uh, hope to be uh, begin construction in 2027, which two or three years from now, three years from now, if uh, we're looking to four-lane Highway 4, uh, starting at Highway 37 and going down south to the Turnpike Junction. And uh, we're going to be building an interchange uh, at Fox Lane. Uh, that's the main main destin- uh, route to the school, the Bridge Creek School. Uh, I've been seeing quite a few accidents at that location through the years. So look forward to getting a bridge uh, carrying Fox Lane over Highway 4. And then uh, we'll four-lane Highway 4 underneath. There, there's no easy way to get to Bridge Creek School right there's there. There's not. <clears throat> Mm-mm. And uh, again, that's a you know we don't think about Bridge Creek being in the Tri City area, but they, they are, are. Oh, yeah. and they are experiencing tremendous growth, just like Blanchard and Tuttle and Newcastle. So definitely some some highway work needed up there. You look at an aerial photo of of the that area, and you see rooftops and oil wells. Uh, it's uh, just uh, a great area of growth that we're seeing uh, traffic volumes. Uh, off the chart and uh, we've we've just we're seeing the growth cooper and the the school districts up there um you know tuttle blanchard bridge creek newcastle used to be 3a schools maybe middle of the road 3a schools now they're pushing 5a and so that just goes to show you how much growth has been going on uh up there we talked to the blanchard school superintendent recently jay and uh, their their high school enrollment has I don't know grown by 50 percent or so over the last uh, just six or seven or eight years, and it's just uh, booming, booming. You know, US 62 between Chickasha and Blanchard, uh, we're we're going to be overlaying that route uh, in 2024. Uh, Blanchard right, or Tuttle uh, between uh, Chickasha and and Blanchard, or actually oh. to the. Uh, tabler y so okay. between the the new bridges and then past the tabler y uh but we're seeing again i keep saying traffic increases in volumes and that us 62 has a lot of truck traffic and a lot of commuter traffic it seems like uh, a lot of folks in the chickasha and tabler area are now commuting into oklahoma city for mm-hmm. work and uh uh, the, that's showing in the traffic volumes. Did you mention 92 from Chickasha up through Amber and into Tuttle? George, earlier? Glad, glad you mentioned that. Highway 92, uh, we have in our eight-year work plan going from US 62 all the way to the south side of Tuttle to add shoulders to that stretch of roadway as well. Doing a little bit, of, uh, a few turn lanes in Amber. You know, there's quite a few, uh, quite a bit of traffic between mm-hmm. Amber and Pocasset because of the schools and the oil field. So, we will be doing some turn lanes in amber and then adding shoulders with two or three different projects on the highway 92 corridor uh, again traffic volumes are increasing there and a few accidents at some of those county road intersections can we take a step back to uh, 62 towards blanchard is it getting shoulders or passing lanes or is it just a overlay Cooper, that stretch it, it has shoulders already okay and uh, we are not currently 
going to be adding capacity. We're going to just resurface. Okay. Uh, but you bring up a good point. One day we're going to have to look at maybe some truck climbing and passing opportunities there because the volumes are it's, getting it's, relatively uh, I go high. to church in Blanchard, and even on Sundays I see a lot of cars to and from Chickasha Blanchard area. So I was a, And with four lakes and Winter Creek growing, I know it's just going to get busier and busier. It you know to go from two lane to four lane you need to be at nine or ten thousand or higher okay. and we're not there yet uh but to start thinking about a truck climbing lane or a passing lane you know you're right around the six or seven thousand adt uh so we're, we're, we're slowly approaching we're that yes sir um highway 277 from Ninaka over to cement is that uh, something that's coming close so we have a series of projects there we have one project under construction now it ends its uh, eastern end is at the uh the he bailey turnpike bridge so starting at that bridge overpass going back to the west two or three miles uh, and then uh from cement back to the east uh, where uh, we have a project in the eight-year plan uh, we hope to start it in 2026 so a couple of years away and then one of our most recent projects that we've added is from the the bailey turnpike bridge to the east to Nenecaw. Uh traffic volumes there are about 2600 and uh, that stretch is needing shoulders we are trying to in our in our nine counties every highway that's 2500 uh cars and above to get shoulders on them in the next eight years and uh, once that's all set that should be improved all the way from Ninaka over to surreal yes sir so we'll uh, several years ago we had a project that went from surreal to cement and now we will be improving all the way, and we're currently with one project, but we'll be improving from cement to the US 81 corridor. A project we've talked about uh, just about every year you've been coming in is uh, Highway 8 uh, from Anadarko south to Sorrell, and uh, that's still a ways away, but uh, you're, you're looking at it. We are. Uh, right now, north of Surreal, uh, they call it Monument Curve, and then there's another curve to the east of there. And we're looking at going on an offset alignment uh, to kind of draw a line between the two curves to make the road a little straighter. Uh, that's under design as well as uh, north of there, north of Monument Curve, as you get closer on, on into Anadarko, we have a project that's really close to being completed on the design. We have already bought the utilities and uh, bought the right of way and moved the utilities. So you'll be seeing some improvements on Highway 8 in the next few years as well. Cooper, I think uh, that's going to bring us to uh, the super huge project uh, everybody always has questions about. Oh, it's been talked about for a while. <laughs> and it's the Highway 81 West Bypass of Chickasha. So Jay's going to give us uh, an update on that. Uh, we had uh, Chickasha's Public Works Director Jim Crosby on the program last week, Jay, and he said, uh, I guess uh, the contractor or they're buying dirt now to try to get ready for road construction. Uh, in that area well i know odot has purchased all of the right-of-way for the bypass and 
almost uh, 99% of the utilities are moved. So we are ready to bid that work. The plans are, are in, in place and we're kind of seeking some funding sources for that project. Uh, the first two projects are going to take 975 days and it's all dirt work and bridges that's three years that's three years that's, <laughs> that's a, a long time this is a, a massive project yes, yes. and it's not going to be one project it's going to be about seven projects uh, we hope to bid out the surface project in 2028 uh, we're we would at least be able to put traffic on some portion of the bypass in order to get a little bit of relief on Fourth Street. And it'd just be it'd just be two lanes at that point, uh, right? The, the southern part is going to be four lane up to the the turnpike, and then we're just building two lanes for now. We've already bought the right of way for four lanes, so as the traffic volumes warrant the new construction, then we will four lane it, but. Right off the bat, we're going with a two-lane uh, on that northern stretch. Uh, has there been any uh, decisions made to where the interchanges are going to be? Uh, yes. Uh, there's interchanges at Country Club and Grand and Iowa and down at Quail. Uh, then there's uh, the interchange that will be at uh, US 62 as well. Okay. Perfect. So. so are we talking just west of 29th Street on all of those roads? It is out at the the big business uh, is where we'll be tying in uh, along 29th Street. LSPI and, right and there. The, yeah, yes, sir. Uh, that, old Delta faucet for the, uh, the, uh, people that, don't know. That's what I was about to say. The old Delta faucet and and the the business that is in there now is is that's that's the junction for the new bypass. Okay. Um, recently uh, came up with an agreement with the city of Chickasha for some of the infrastructure, water and sewer lines and things like that. Is that about done? It is. Chickasha has been working with their engineer and their contractors to to relocate the utilities owned by the city along the bypass. And uh, we're, we're getting ready to go. It's been a great partnership with the city. And uh, we look forward to getting some relief uh, here, here in Chickasha off of this 4th Street. All right, I know the cost of that thing just keeps it's not going down, it's going up, but what's what's the latest estimate on, on the bypass construction figures? Well, the first phase uh, is a dirt work phase, and it's over 900 days. Uh, we're estimating, and that's a, a phase with dirt work and about nine bridges. Uh, we're estimating that one phase to be about $100 million. Uh, the ultimate bypass, when everything is done, uh, we're looking at about $250 million. Uh, but as you know, the inflation has really hit all parts of our business, and it may be higher than that the next few years. So right now we're looking at an ultimate $250 million. Wow. That's a lot of money. <coughs> Long time coming down, though. But, uh, Jay, uh, thanks for your time this morning. want to say also that um, – Grady County does have a representative on the Transportation Commission, which meets once a month, and that is Steve LaForge, and he's been on the panel several times over the last uh, X number of years, I guess. Mr. LaForge is a pleasure to talk to. Uh, he's a, a major advocate for, uh, for transportation in our area and has really helped us uh, gain, gain some good projects, and 
uh, a wealth of knowledge, and I I talk to him a lot more than once a month, uh, I assure you, as we try to plan our construction projects. Cooper, uh, uh, Jay brought in a whole bunch of maps and things that he's laid out all over the studio, uh, but there's an easier way for people to kind of go see where some of these projects are. Yeah, it's one of the government websites. What was it again, Jay? Oklahoma.gov, and then you can click on ODOT. All right, so or ODOT.gov, or you can just go to Google. And type and in Oklahoma the, website for transportation. Probably one of the easiest way to do that. Yeah. And the Transportation Commission meets once a month, and you can go to that website, Cooper, and uh, click on every month. There's a site where you can go see all the projects for all the states or all the, all the counties. But if you want to focus just on... Grady and Caddo and Stevens and Garvin, then you can do that. Well, on our website, the ODOT website, there are two different places. You can go and look at active construction projects and see the duration. And then there's the construction work plan. It's a, it's a, a really great and informative website that you can see every project in the state that's planned in the eight-year work plan. You can highlight our district, District 7, and uh, you can see all the work that we have planned for the next eight years. And we try to spend all of the money dedicated to highways on paper eight years in advance. So y'all will know what you're getting in the next eight years. And be able to uh, decipher which projects are coming up next year or maybe in the next couple of years, right? The, and all, through all eight years of the eight-year work plan, you can click on the, the blue and yellow lines on the map and uh, see what kind of, the, what kind of project what kind of duration and the estimated cost. Jay, always appreciate your visit. Good luck with uh, all, all the projects you have going on in District 7. Thank you, Cooper George and uh, the motorists out there. Thank you for your attention and uh, watch our work zones and our workers. And uh, we thank the, the citizens of Grady and Caddo County. Cooper, thanks for your time. Great program today. Absolutely. We get to see what's in, in store for the future.